0: Okay, what's up, everybody? It's Mitch here with another edition of our weekly real estate market update. If you're watching this on YouTube, you can now be listening to this uh, under the Small Town Housing Show on Spotify, uh, Google Play, and Apple Podcast. This is now a weekly Real Estate Show, where we are discussing local real estate statistics, how the week's headlines might affect price movement and affordability in the future in our city of Peterborough, our surrounding small towns, and other similar mid-sized cities in our quadrant of uh, Central and Eastern Ontario here. We're talking on a weekly basis, macroeconomics, provincial news headlines, municipal news, and some of the small town supply side stories with our guest. Speaking of which, we will have our first guest for next week's episode. And you guys are going to get an introduction to Tamer Kamar. So it is the Kamar Cleary team that we operate under here in Peterborough. And we're going to sit down and do a bit of a deep dive, get you guys introduced to tamer his expertise in the area and just see where it goes there's plenty of topics we could dive into there um spanning from his his views on where the market's heading right now um, on to his uh, negotiation expertise uh sort of a lineage of of the history of of uh real estate in peterborough over his last 18 years in business so we'll see where that one goes but it it should be an awesome uh, chat That's going to be next week, and let's run you through this week's topics. So first, we're going to do a seven-day review, and this is going to be a, a consistent pattern in the shows going forward. We're going to take the last seven days of statistics, so we're getting sort of hyper-focused here and giving people a a bit more of a pulse beyond that month-to-month update for everybody who's trying to accumulate information in order to make decisions and follow the trends more closely and and be on the pulse of things we're going to do our seven-day review We're going to go on to our macro talk. So just a glance over our macro headlines. A lot of them are going to be recurring. So uh, unless anything drastically changes on a show like this, I'm going to try and keep it a little bit briefer. Just hit on the main points and revisit our our standard macro points to see if anything's changed there. We're going to do the Toronto watch. So uh, a glance at the ongoing trends down in the GTA which are always affecting us here eventually. And then quickly, I've got a couple of notes on basically buyer and seller advice in the the near-term future here. So let's get ready to jump into it. Um, Before we go into the seven-day review, I want to take an opportunity to basically put forward a, a, a plug for for a featured listing that we have right now um, it's a bit of a unique one so it's something that's hard to articulate to people i don't think too many people are going to grasp what it really is just from seeing the listing online or, or glancing over it and what we've got is two parcels of land being sold as one out on round lake in havelock so about 35 minutes east of the city here And it's got over 2,000 feet of shoreline frontage on Round Lake. Um, Mature, mature forest. It's beautiful. We were out there uh, about a month ago to view it. And there is bear on the property. There's been wolves spotted there. There's eagles. It's absolutely, I could not believe my mind how different it felt. Uh, Only 35 minutes from Peterborough. And there's, there's a dwelling on the property that is, uh, you know, prime for improvement, but the footprints, footprint is there in what is an otherwise pretty protected property. But anyways, this is a, a super unique opportunity 220 acres on on the lake uh just thought i'd put it out there if there's anybody watching closer down to the gta this is the type of i mean this is a where i believe we're listed at uh right around two and a half million on this one currently but uh, this is a rare opportunity for kind of like a family compound this is a legacy lands that that you just don't see that often so i want to take a chance to to put it out there we really want to promote this one so if you know anybody looking for a uh, real interesting special piece of property with mature growth forest and and a lot of extremely private uh, water frontage, that's the one. So I'm going to put the link for that down in the bottom of the video for you guys on uh, County Road 46 there. Um, and on with the seven-day review. So when I go back in these snapshots, I'm going to give you the county and I'm going to give you the city. So the county uh 65 new listings, 56 firm sales in the last 7 days. So this the important thing to take out of that is that for the first time uh in in, in 2022 really we're we're starting to see consistent chunks of time where there's more new listings coming on than firm sales happening. So up until now it's been consistently the the sales and the new listings have been staying right on track so our prices have trended upward because our inventory was just pinned down below half a month so it's slowly starting to creep up and i do say slowly because it's been slow up to this point but it feels like it's changing very rapidly um so that's that's a a a net of 10 new listings there last week in the county um with Uh, An important statistic that there was eight price changes, five of which were price increases, which indicates to us uh, that these were listings, which um, for the most part had their offer dates, did not get any offers that were uh, adequate or the price level in the competition didn't reach what the sellers were looking for. They have canceled, they've relisted higher. So we're starting to see more of these you know, five out of out of the total activity between 65 new listings and 56 firm sales. Uh, five price increases is not a lot, but it's more than we've been seeing throughout the year. So that's something we're going to keep an eye on as the weeks go by. Um, in the city, 42 new listings, 40 firm sales, three price changes only. Um, so the city shows a pretty tight inventory picture versus the county that is indicating that bit of upward movement in the inventory. Um, but here's what I want to say over the last week when I analyze, uh, what's been sold out there, there was several listings. I can think of at least three last week or, or sales, I should say, not listing several sales last week that I saw that I uh, would deem to be arguably could draw a pretty good case, um, that these things sold between 20 to $40,000 less than what we would have expected to see about three weeks prior. Um, And we're talking about stuff that's in the three quarter of a million dollar price bracket. So that is showing like it, by, by the numbers that I've got here, you know, we're talking 20 to 40,000 on three quarter million dollar properties in in a matter of three weeks here. And this is how it goes. This is how it happened last year when this big flush of inventory came in the spring. And all of a sudden these bidding wars start getting diluted down from, you know, 10, 15, 20 offers down to uh, three, five. Um, and, and obviously there's still some properties that are shooting upwards we're still seeing some that are hitting 15 plus offers but it feels like and as i'm talking to local agents and what we're seeing on our own stuff is that there is less showings there is less offers total there's going to be the ones that buck that trend based on what they're listed for how good they show uh, how unique they are but all in all what we're seeing in the last seven days uniquely this year is that we are starting to feel that softening listings coming on quicker more variety less panic less fear missing out by the buyers and some softening of prices so like i said several examples where i saw prices down what would be in the range between three to five percent uh less in the last week than what we would have seen just three weeks ago so um let's not forget now because people uh, we you know we have obviously sellers on deck that are we got people preparing to sell next week and, and the week after and when you hear things like this um you know that you're seeing sales this week that were down a three to five percent base you know versus a few weeks ago a month ago uh people can be upset that they you know we missed the top and you'll never gonna the top the, the absolute top When you analyze a data set and when you look at these prices and each year the absolute top only lasts for a couple weeks. Arguably, we're still in. If you look at this on a graph and and there's the absolute absolute peak, and then you're if you just start coming down, we have just just turned the corner just, and so we're still way up here. Um, Whereas a few months ago we were way down here. So so numbers wise, I mean. Um, to, be, to be backwards 5%, if you were someone last week who realized a sale that was 5% less than what you would have expected to see, you know, and that we're talking $40,000 uh, range less than what you would have expected to see um, a few weeks or a month prior, we got to remember that already uh, last month's numbers were up 2% uh, from January. So you're already just, you know, you're, you're more or less close to just back where you were in, in January. And the prices from December 2021 were up roughly 19% from November 2021. And the, those prices were up 27% from the, the November of the year prior. So when we're talking about a, a, a 5% price reversal, um on on some product in this period you got to remember that these are still we're still in a bracket that, that represents no matter what you're you're in this uh echelon of historically high prices um and we'll just see how far that trend continues over the coming months this will really be the story now as it feels like we've turned the corner Um, and, and the, the absolute price explosion that happened so far in the winter has been a bit reversed. Um, and we'll just see far, how far it goes in that direction now as things move forward. So let's talk about, uh, macro talk here um continued news about uh, immigration push uh, coming out of Ukraine I'm starting to see you know more and more headlines about uh, how we're going to work to to take refugees over here a lot of questions up in the air about their status in terms of being able to enter the education systems how long their stay is going to be what the ability to be get be getting, you know granted um Uh, uh, resident status in the long run is it it sounds like they're kind of just going to hit go and 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 start welcoming people in here uh under you know an emergency protocol and then figuring things out after obviously this is evolving on a a daily basis um but i'm you know read read several articles just over the weekend that were up to date sound like they didn't have things really hammered out but the definite direction was absolutely um accepting a large number of refugees from ukraine and haven't heard concrete things about whether or not this is affecting the overall immigration numbers, or if they're just going to allow larger percentages of Ukrainians, um, and sort of backlist some people who have been on the waitlist from from other countries uh, at the time being. But I did want to mention, uh, obviously, a lot of our, our immigration does flow through Ontario first. They you know sort of land in the GTA and then and then uh, disseminate, find find uh, the the comfort zone. Uh, from there but there there is already a lot of talk starting to come around about how many ukrainians might tend to migrate uh, towards saskatchewan since that is historically uh, a real uh, landing point Um, they got a long history um, uh, of of having a solid ukrainian community there and uh, arguably they could continue to you know be the the premier destination Um, ongoing here so we'll see how that unfolds the the ukrainian immigration story and whether or not it's going to be a big factor for ontario and our uh demand side pressure um it's still pending on that story Recessionary pressures are absolutely moving forward um the price of fuel is is going to be you know uh feeling pressure ongoing as as the, you know the war wages here um and 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 then sanctions with russia um we're we're there's been some you know fantastic analysis of this on another podcast the Looney um where they're 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 doing a great job at highlighting that the the pressure on gasoline oil prices right now the energy sector is is has been really um obviously acutely affected uh by russia just recently but a a lot of the buildup to this was was based on these green bottlenecks that have been building up for years um just too much and too early of of uh of a government pullback from our fossil fuels uh, and 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 too too quick of a of an attempt to jump off of them so leading us to be reliant on the other oil producing countries of the world and uh th- there's no really really quick turnaround for our uh price pressure on energy right now so this is going to affect uh things going forward in, in a number of ways obviously there is going to be um you know, recessionary pressures will loom. That's going to affect the Bank of Canada's ability to continue uh, to, to, to have enthusiasm for interest rate hikes, um, because as many people have been pointing out, this is the wrong type of inflation uh, to be attacking with interest rates. Now, the type that we're seeing currently, uh, it's not really growth based. It's all supply chain restriction uh, based inflation. And we are seeing in our own, you know, when, you know, if we're talking about small town housing here, Peterborough, surrounding area, Lakefield, uh, you know, we got Belleville, Kingston, all these towns that have uh, really uh, seen changes in their demographics and their demand due to the GTA exodus that happened during covid Um this could potentially acutely reverse that social trend here as gasoline prices have, have skyrocketed um, because anybody who was on a hybrid work schedule and had to go back and forth, you know, a couple days a week, few days a week now, if they're not absolutely virtual, of course they're gonna have to be factoring in the price of, of gasoline in their commute. And the 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 picture on that is changing on the daily what's what's the outlook going to be everyone's going to have to be sort of hedging their bets if they're if they haven't moved here yet or if they're here and they're having to commute more frequently in the near uh term future if they if they were totally virtual before now they're going three days a week with gas um you know hovering 170 uh, 180 a liter uh that's going to potentially start affecting some decisions it could it could be a factor towards pulling demand off of our Uh, cities here that are a little bit further out of people's conventional comfort zone uh, beyond the GTA. So um that's it on the macro talk because those are sort of recurring trends we're going to revisit them likely on a weekly basis and see if they continue to develop in the same directions but a key note is there's a lot of big shifting moving parts there we are not in a holding pattern on almost any regard right now uh so a lot of things are moving very quickly lots of change happening in 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 every aspect of our our macroeconomic picture uh, Toronto watch the market down there does seem to be normalizing in terms of the inventory coming on and uh, flattening out it, it, this the, exactly the week that we saw last week I've been hearing about from agents that I keep in touch with and track online uh, for for weeks now um, that they were in the similar type of situation where uh, bidding wars were getting watered down people not hitting their mark cancel relist higher. This stuff's all been going on there uh, for for several weeks. It's here now. It sounds like it's still happening there, so it's likely here to stay on our side. Um, but of course, we're going to be watching Toronto on on a monthly and a weekly basis to see if if they start to see a reversal or an uptick, any change in the trends there. As we know, it 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 not fully, but in some way, shape, or form, it does ripple through to us. So it's it's likely that what we saw last week is going to continue in terms of more inventory coming on quicker a little bit of softening on the buyers a little bit of softening and a starting to trend sideways on prices um to loop around before uh we we wrap the show i'm interested to know if you guys have any future guests we're starting to line people up um that you would like to see in regards to any topic um macroeconomic talk i do want to focus being you know we're, we're we're trying to narrow in on this you know small town housing show ptbo housing show uh I, I would love to get some speakers on talking about the municipal supply side of the equation and how our local governments are viewing the shifting forces that are going on here and sort of what um population expansion what population growth numbers are being used in our forecast going forward here and how our um uh, uh forward-looking housing supply addresses that um in in terms of some concrete numbers about how many people are we expecting to move here and how many dwellings we have coming online in the next uh you know two to five years and uh but i want your guys opinion and then of course next week tamer and finally uh buyer outlook and seller outlook sort of we got the buyer's corner hopefully we can name these segments eventually buyer's corner and then the seller's corner um but i think over the next 2 months arguably the is going to be relatively good for the buyers you're going to see a lot more selection than you've seen in quite some time it feels like um in, in regards to sorry because i i i missed the sentiment watch uh i skipped that so let's cuz it, it does play into this very importantly is that we we are getting continued ongoing calls from from would be sellers investor sellers boomers looking to downsize um there's a lot of people that are feeling, hey, I don't want to miss this window of these record high prices. Um, the the sentiment on the street is that that buyers are hesitant but still ready to go and that more and more sellers are feeling that now's the time. So we're sens- sensing and a lot of people ushering to the door, getting ready to sell. We are anticipating an you know a large influx of listings after the march holiday here we're going to see how that plays out but predicting to see a lot of variety and inventory coming on Um, so i think that over the next couple months um last year there was a lot of buyers that took the sort of sky is falling approach in april when all this inventory came on and there was a couple soft months um in hindsight a lot of them who bought then got some of the better deals uh and and had their the the pick of of sort of selection of variety that was catered towards them in those months so depending on your own risk tolerance your own outlook and your own gut feeling on what's going to happen in in, you know sort of the 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 five-year plus outlook uh arguably the next couple months might be a good time to to you know finally get ready and feel like you might break through in in some of these competitive uh situations and the seller side of things like i said we are expecting um the prices are softening a bit you're still going to be realizing extremely high you know near historic levels if you sell in the short term here um but if your number one absolute concern is is just totally maximizing it and and you see the prices that happen in the winter of this year and, and and you still feel like those are the numbers that you'd like to to chase arguably they're not they're not going to be around um over the next six months as far as we can see this trend's likely to continue now a little bit of downward pressure on the prices moving sideways through the summer potentially could be back where we were repeat last year into the fall when the buyers come back around and and just not enough listing volume was there and it really tightened into the winter um so i mean if you're going to sell right now it all depends it it is is right now the absolutely perfect time can you go back Three weeks, a month and a half ago, um, <laughs> unfortunately not. But it's a matter of hey, if I sell right now, might what I what might I get in a real, real, realistic outlook? Um, if things continue to trend downward over the next two months, where might I be? Um, am I happy to, to 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 cash in right now? What would it look like in the summer? And you gotta and and, and then beyond that, what's what things might look like in the longer term? next year next winter and so it's it's again it's a case-by-case basis what's your needs what's your timeline why are you looking to sell Uh, how much capital do you really need how long ago did you buy Um, what's your transaction cost on the way out Uh, all inclusive so you got to look at on a case-by-case basis the picture is not as clear um, for the sellers right now what the absolute right thing to do is or whether this window is your best time uh, but still still great prices, and it 's going to be very interesting to see what happens over the coming weeks in regards to how much inventory comes on and how that does end up playing out uh, with the buyer demand so that 's it for this week, everybody. Thanks so much for tuning in. Um, we will catch you next week, and if everything goes as planned we 'll probably be putting up these shows on Wednesday morning afternoon, so hopefully we can stick to that, hopefully get that regular rhythm going for everybody and thanks so much for all who have chimed in with the great feedback over the last couple of weeks really appreciated um and looking forward to chatting with everybody soon take care